What's up, Clitorati? All right. Welcome back to Clit Talk Summer School, a month-long series that we are doing to cultivate sexual confidence, deepen intimacy, and increase your libido. So we did all of these YouTube videos. And so on our podcast, we want to talk directly to you. So you get our banter here. So today we're doing the video that I did on um, desire differences. And we really cover spontaneous versus responsive desire and different characteristics and tools that you can use to... um, you know, really mitigate that in relationships in your self-pleasure practice and in relationships with a partner or partners. So I have Lindsay and Sugar here. They've watched my video. Ladies, any any uh, first thoughts? I definitely have some questions for you. And I just want to say, I don't know, it's very hot to me that you're like our teacher now. <laughs> I got to say, when you told me that the other day, it did turn me on. Like, I, I, just for our clarity, if you don't know, I'm currently in school getting my sex educator certification in, a nur- in addition to my nursing degree. So I've really been able to pull from a lot of that education in this video. So I hope you like it. <laughs> no, of course they like it. They get to see your beautiful mug on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. 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 You so no you longer, <laughs> you no longer just hear our voices. You, hear, you, see, you start seeing our faces now. <laughs> Yeah, so you voyeurs out there, if you're you're into that, you know, if you're into looking these days, then go watch us on YouTube. Yeah, I'm definitely four months pregnant in this video, so you know. (laughs) Wait, okay, so so you you talk about the two different types of desires. Can you just remind me what they're called again? It's spontaneous and what? Responsive. Responsive. Okay, so my question for you is: Me and Ryan are definitely both responsive. I feel like especially as men get older, they might be spontaneous like in their early 20s. But as they get older, they be, make, like maybe become more responsive. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what do you do when both people are responsive? Like, do you have any tips to like, like get the ball rolling? Like, I know you said you gave some in the video, but I'm just I'm just thinking about this for us. Like, is it really just about scheduling sex and doing what you said you would do? <laughs> I mean, y- y- no, it's not. Just, I mean, that was one of the things, right? I think yeah, for yeah. the thing that's across the board with responsive desire, because that's also me, is actually being intimate or having sex, even mm. if your desire is low. Yeah. And really kind of breaking through that. And it, and like I say in the video, like that was a really, that's the hardest one for me to swallow. But like, I got to say, every time I do follow through and actually yeah. keep my pleasure and my partner's pleasure and needs at like the forefront, um, I'm always like, why don't I do this more? Yeah, so. it makes it makes me think of one of the things that Jesse Fresh recommended when we were talking about the masturbation styles and like priming. Like mm-hmm. if you just like create a habit of priming yourself, because I know, and it was also in that um, the Ohm video. If you just stroke a clitoris for fifteen minutes at very light pressure, like I get turned. I know, like intellectually, I know I get turned on every time. It's just making the space to go and like stroke your clit for 15 minutes and prime yourself well yeah when it takes a long time right like you don't like really make the time as often and that totally makes sense so um I would just explore like that's a great thing to know about your body right yeah and I would just explore what it is for each of you and get really curious about what it is that brings you 
that turns you both on and brings you to that point of experiencing desire. Yeah. Because it's really easy to go through a really busy life and um, not not have sex or not masturbate or not uh, prioritize uh, self-pleasure. Yeah. I, I have to say this concept also provided me with a lot of freedom because I think that there's a stigma that all men are spontaneous. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and, and that if they're not, like I think a lot of, like in a heterosexual relationship, like women can take it personal if their partner isn't spontaneous like they'll mm-hmm. think, oh, am I sexy enough for that? And 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 there's also like a stigma that men, I think, should be spontaneous. Well, and I talk about in the video, I talk about arousal non-concordance and how there is this stigma society, in our society that if you're not mm-hmm. immediately wet or hard, that there's something wrong with you. And yeah. that's actually not the case at all. It's actually that I go through the definition of arousal non-concordance and that how normal that is. And that is something that is very normal yeah. in th- those who... Res- our resp- responsive desire. So- I love you using all these like big sex educator <laughs> words with us. Like what? Like non-concordance. I'm like, yes, I'm drooling. It's so yeah, <laughs> no, I mean, there's a lot to uncover. And that was a really learning that definition of that word, like getting this education, like for me made such a huge difference too. Originally when I was um, taking this desire difference course. Yeah. And um, so yeah, Clitorati. So let's get into it. So one of the things from your video that like kind of it dawned on me, I had an epiphany and I was like, oh my God, I I just feel like that video was the greatest video we've ever created. (laughs) And you did I'm I'm so into it. And it hit me like a fucking ton of bricks where I realized, you know, now I'm 28 in this, in this podcast. I started it when I was 23. When I was 23, I was spontaneous desire all day, every day, DTF. Okay. Now, fast forward five years, I'm like... I'm not, I'm not as spontaneous, like, especially at the end of a work day. Like I can't, I'm like, I'm, uh, I just worked all day and now we need to eat dinner and I don't want to fuck after I eat. And I'm like, notice my desires completely shift. Um, mm-hmm. it's not that I'm, I still have spontaneous desire. Like I know that yeah. I still do, but, but on the like mundane Monday through Friday, like it's much more responsive. So when you said that in your video, I was like, Oh my God, am I changing? Have I changed? What is happening within me? <laughs> Well, and that's why the conversation of desire difference is so interesting. Mm -hmm. And because desire is not linear, it ebbs and flows as you go through life. And you start, you mentioned, you know, you started when you're 23. This is five years later. And like, you're, you need to revisit your desire over and over again throughout your life, especially in big life transitions, you know? So Mm. I think this going through this last pandemic really shifted a lot of things for you as far as like group play, not really being as available and it really shifted (laughs) something for you. So I would, I would, (laughs) and I totally, there was been a lot of frustration and, and I do feel my, my like poly senses coming alive again and it's summer and I'm ready to fuck. But like, I feel like you've been a, I made so many arrangements recently to have some group play and, and they never work out now. They just keep not working out. They turn into like love set, like crying and tell, sharing Cuddle each other pump. our feelings. You're just like, totally stop telling me about your fucking feelings and fuck me. <laughs> yeah. I feel, I feel like we all kind of went through an identity change, right? Like we were really doing sex explorations. Not that we're not still doing that, but we're teaching now. So yeah, like come to us in a different capacity you know for different situations for 
coaching. Oh, I have noticed with some of my lovers, it's like the we're not even going into right into sex. We're having like deep and profound conversations about like relationship style and sex and boundaries. And and I'm like, this is so great. I feel so seen in my you know my as an educator now. But uh, can we fuck? Like, what's happening? (laughs) Well, and that and that's that's it's so great because speaking of teaching, one of the things, and I and I feel like your video and this concept, Katie of we always say like prioritize your pleasure and now like it's this is a really good tangible result of like a tangible example of that it's like really like now you understand like you do need to prioritize priming yourself or scheduling sex to know because the people I think that maybe had a difficult time with that concept are the responsive people like the spontaneous yeah, people re- are like, yeah, no problem. But and you fall into the trap of like that there's something wrong with you and yeah. your partner is frustrated. Like we haven't had sex in weeks. Like how are you not horny? Which reinforces to that there's, mm-hmm. that there's something like it's you, you know? Yep. So I think yep. I hope that I really am able to demystify a lot of those um disempowering narratives in, in this video. And I hope you all really enjoy it. All right. We're going to hop in. We're going to hop into to teacher Katie's video now. <laughs> Are you sexually frustrated? Do you never feel in the mood? Is your desire difference affecting your relationship in the bedroom? If you can relate, don't worry, I've got you covered. I know for me, I've struggled with low libido, lack of desire, and complete resignation when it's come to my relationship with sex and intimacy, whether it was with myself or with a partner. Because making pleasure a priority always seemed like an extra thing to do. I would get pushed back (laughs) to the end of the list and would never happen because I ran out of time. I was too tired. I'd rather watch TV or I flat out didn't want to. And then when I would finally carve out the time, I really didn't know what to do. So let's talk about how we can have some freedom around this frustrating situation. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Katie Roberts. I'm a registered nurse, sex educator, writer, and one of the three hosts of our top-rated sexuality podcast, Clit Talk. And welcome. This is Clit Talk Summer School. It's a month-long series to help our listeners increase their libidos, cultivate sexual confidence, and deepen intimacy in all relationships, including the relationship with yourself, so that your sex and communication is really on fire this summer. So each week, we're going to give you a taste of our Sex and Empowerment Signature Masterclass by sharing one of our favorite and most powerful distinctions, pleasure parameters. So important. Each week, we will introduce you a new parameter and share simple ways to have these powerful tools thriving in your life. This week, our pleasure parameter is value-based boundaries. This is your access to leading with integrity and staying true to yourself. One value we have found is really important is knowing your type of desire. So today we're going to be talking about desire differences. So first, life stressors. These are a real thing and they absolutely get in the way of your desire. And there's been times in my life where my desire was on fire. Then there's been times when I wish that I could get back to that place again. And then other times when I'm just completely resigned that I will never be back there again. So something to know is desire is not linear. 
it needs to be revisited again and again, especially when you've had big life transitions. And also, by the way, you don't want to go back there. My teacher, Dr. Ashley Grinot Denton from the Sexuality Training Institute, always says, the way things were are what got you here (laughs) to where you are now. So let's create something new and take the things that we liked before. Otherwise, you will be perpetually seeking versus being. And your way of being is the most crucial crux of all of our sex and empowerment digital courses that we teach so that you're really embodying a way of being so you can create a new future now. What I want you to remember, if you remember nothing else from this video, is that pleasure is your birthright and you need to reach for it like your life depends on it because it does. At the end of this video, I'm going to give you our best tools to reignite that flame of desire. But first, I want to let you know a little secret. There are two different types of desire, spontaneous desire and responsive desire. So whatever kind of person you are, those with responsive desire may not think of sex at all unless something sparks an emotional or erotic interest, like feeling nurtured, feeling a commitment, maybe flirting earlier in the day, maybe the dishes being done. And then those with spontaneous desire, those people are in the mood without physiologically or psychologically arousing activities. They are just ready to go at any moment. That's like my husband. So my husband's spontaneous desire, I'm responsive desire. So I'm going to kind of, I want to kind of give a few characteristics to each time. So with responsive desire, like for me, I, if I walk out of my office and go to see my husband, I do not immediately want to be intimate with him and which is different for him, right? I need time to decompress, maybe build some sexual or erotic energy. And there is an increased occurrence in responsive desire in women. You need something to respond to. And this is also in men, but there is an increased occurrence in women. So um, there's this phenomena that is when your psychological arousal doesn't match your physical arousal. And this is called non-concordant arousal, which is often present if you're someone who requires responsive desire. So I want to talk about this because the mental and physical don't necessarily go hand in hand. It's like the mind is there, but the body responds. The mind isn't there, but the body responds to sexual cues. And there's this societal assumption that if you're not automatically wet and hard and aroused both physically and mentally, that there's something wrong with you. Okay. This is not true. There is nothing wrong with you. And I thought there was something wrong with me for a long time because for those of you who roll this way with, who, with responsive desire, it may be difficult to accept and to blame yourself for not wanting to have sex when your partner who you love and care about clearly does. So other characteristics of responsive desire, a high desire for emotional connectedness and a high desire to be seen and heard. Okay. So spontaneous desire, those of you who are in the mood without 
needing any sort of arousing activities. So for those of you who roll this way, it may be very difficult to accept that partner who, who has responsive desire and you're not experiencing desire in the same way. Something that I'm very familiar with is we haven't had sex in so long. How are you not horny? Does that sound familiar? So there are frustrations in with spon- people, those with spontaneous desire, because you may struggle with rejection if sexual initiation is not accepted. And you can also put too much weight on your partner to meet sexual needs. So we want to we want to meet each other halfway, you know, but having this information is, is so important. It can make all the difference. And I know that it did for me. So other characteristics of spontaneous desire is there, there's a high desire for non-erotic touch. I know my husband, he may say that he wants sex or he wants something, but really non-erotic touch just giving a hug or giving a cuddle. And you want to explore what that means for each partner, right? Um, They also have a high desire for flirtation or playfulness. So I do make an effort to, to do those things so that when things are not as regular in the bedroom as far as sexually, as he's still getting his cup filled by me as his partner, because He's getting the the physical touch that he really desires. So told you I'd give you some tools to create intimate foreplay. And I have like my top ones here. So number one, masturbation. If you do not know how to love on yourself, know what you like, know what your body responds to, how can you expect your partner to deliver you what you, what you want. You can't. So um, self-love, self-pleasure practice, masturbation, number one. Masturbation is a health conversation. Um, if you're in a partnership, ritualize quality time with yourself or your partner without screens, without devices, without substances. Set a timer for 10 minutes and do a cuddle. I'm telling you... <laughs> The conversations that can come up, the things that you start to explore, it really creates a sense of intimacy and safety in relationship and also solo to get to know yourself. And speaking of conversation, communication, communication is so sexy. Take the time to learn about your partner. You now have this desire difference conversation, spontaneous versus responsive. You can also explore submissive versus dominance. Like where, where, what are you and what is your partner? These are great conversations to have. And within the submissive versus dominance, asking permission is so sexy. And you can allow normal life to be foreplay, right? Like you, you're going to have a cookie and just to be playful, you ask your partner, can I have a cookie? You know, and I'm telling you in the bedroom when we're moving from thing to thing and I'm becoming more and more responsive to desire in the bedroom, when my husband asks me, gets my consent to move on to the next thing, maybe it's from oral to penetration, it is the hottest thing ever. 
So, and then the next one, this one is like a difficult one for me to swallow. Sometimes it's self-pleasuring and having sex regardless of low desire. So I cannot tell you how many times I have self-pleasured or had sex and at the end been like, why don't I do this more? Almost every time, right? Because I really struggle with this, um, which is why I'm, I'm learning so much about it. So having sex regardless of low sense of desire or self-pleasuring regardless of low sense desire, reaching for your pleasure like your life depends on it because it does. All of this is a health conversation. And then the last ones are engaging in different sexual activity, like spicing it up. From my teacher, Dr. Uh, Grinot Denton, she gave this awesome game of, if you know, the heads up game and you're playing it with your partner, why don't you try playing it naked? Because it's fun and it's silly. <laughs> and um, and if you're solo, Dipsia, or even if you're with a partner, honestly, but like I use Dipsia in my solo play and there's like all this doming in the mirror that's available and all these really great, amazing stories. I mean, there is a plethora of, of stories and scenarios in the Dipsia app. I highly recommend it for cultivating intimacy with yourself. Last but not least, schedule a sex date. Okay. Let's debunk that scheduling sex is not sexy because I'm telling you, if you have a regular sexual practice, it really fulfills both spontaneous and responsive because the spontaneous people with a spontaneous desire know that they're going to get something. So that is very exciting. And for responsive, they have time to get themselves all juiced up, do whatever they need to get themselves in the mood. Or maybe you've even had a conversation and you've been doing things together throughout the day from watching this video. So, and the other thing is if you are scheduling sex or scheduling intimate time, there will be more spontaneity in your sex life. That is a just a natural result. So that's it for today. Thank you so much for being here. I hope this made a difference for you. Be sure to check out the rest of our Clit Talk Summer School. And if you're enjoying this conversation, please click the links below. We always have tons of free resources in addition to the podcast, as well as our flagship digital courses. Thank you so much. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. If you liked this and are curious about our Clit Talk curriculum, we have a waitlist for our upcoming free workshops and our Sex and Empowerment Signature Masterclass in 2022. Nothing like starting the new year guided by pleasure. Sign up for the waitlist to come tap into your pussy sanctuary with Katie, myself, Sugar, and Lindsay at www.clittalkshow.com backslash waitlist. That's clittalkshow.com backslash waitlist.